Hey folks, Jamie Oikel here from RunningRestaurants.com. Got another great podcast session for you today where I talk with Don Potter, who's president of Pinnacle Hospitality Systems, about his new book entitled Restaurateur, Protect Your Profits, uh, with the subtitle of Discover Restaurant Scams and Technology Solutions. And it's a quick read. Everyone should pick it up, but it, it really covers Don's 30-plus uh, years helping restaurants in the business, and he uncovers the, the, the various scams that operators try to use. Uh, staff uses, bartenders use, little things that are stealing profits from the restaurant operator. And as you know, in the business today, you cannot afford to be dropping 2, 3, 4, 5% of your business to these sort of scams. So we, we walk through a bunch of those opportunities, ways to save you money uh, with technology and so forth. So great stuff. Listen in. So Don, listen, tell me about the new book. Who do you write it for? What sort of stories did you want to share with these folks? Yeah, the impetus to writing the book uh... – twofold. We have uh, 18 sales consultants who help restaurants protect their profits by implementing technology. And the stories were uh, actual stories that I encountered in my 29 years of doing this. And I wanted my younger sales reps to, to learn what it's like being in the restaurant industry, what scams are out there, how restaurants are losing their profits, and how we can help them uh, get rid of those scams. So I wrote the book on that front. Um, just to give my own salespeople some knowledge. But the other side is there's a lot of people who open restaurants because they look like a cool business to start. You know, you want to have a restaurant or bar, and if they don't have that experience, they can fall into these scams. And I'm just trying to warn new restaurateurs or investors in restaurants of the possible scams that are out there when you open a, a business like a restaurant. Yeah, I went through the book and and I I always enjoy reading. Not enjoy is probably the wrong word, right? But when you read the scams and you're like, oh man, I can see how a restaurant could really get beat up by that. And you know what you know what's happening day in day out. And and I know you wrote the stories because they were real examples of clients and and so forth that 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 you had. Now I, I do I want to go through a lot of topics from the book, um, but give me a little bit more context uh, about your origin story because I know it goes back well, as you mentioned, 29, 30 plus years. In the business, how did you get started? Where and, and where are you guys today? Well, I kind of got into the point of sale business because uh, I was transferred to Miami by a big computer company, and they closed my branch a year later. And then I found out about uh, PosiTouch, which is a point of sale system used by a lot of big chains like Outback Steakhouse, Cheesecake Factory, and um, this was back in 1989. I really didn't understand the restaurant business, but I knew technology. So when I get going on it, I had to learn about the restaurant business. And I learned uh, by talking to restaurateurs of what holes they were trying to plug. And in the, in the book, the first restaurant we sold, uh, the general manager was totally against the system, uh, claiming that it slowed things down, it was you know making customers leave. I mean, all of the bad things he said about the system were not really true when, in fact, he did not want the system there because he had his own partnership going that the owner didn't know about, and he was ripping the owner off. And he felt the system would expose him, which it did, and he was eventually fired. So I started learning more about the restaurant business, that it's a cash business. Um, the inventory can be uh, stolen. It can be eaten. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of scams that go on. And through the years, you know, I just wanted to share those scams um, with potential restaurateurs or investors, anybody's not happy with their profitability, you know, just take a look at what's going on in your business. Can you plug some of those holes? 
Yeah, it's probably fascinating from your side, the technology that was available when you started versus what it can do today. And I, I want to talk a little bit about that at some point because I know, I, you know now we're cloud-based and we're this and that, and certainly everything is fast. It's funny what you talk about. You know, you, you, could, you could probably use that as an excuse back in the day. Computers were a little slower, I'm sure, but really what that guy was saying is, I don't want somebody looking over my back. I don't want some computer tracking what, what I'm doing and pocketing my own pockets. And, and there's a few stories in, in the book that, that talk about that. And bartenders specifically, I mean, gosh, they, they, they have every kind of trick in the book. Well, let's talk about that. From, from the scam side, you point, that's one of, the, one of the ways you start the, start the book is, um, is talking about the common tricks of the trade and so forth. What were some of the most interesting things you've seen over the years uh, staff do? Um, well, from everything, like you said, a bartender just, you know, giving away the drinks or trying to pad their tip, uh, where they're, you know, they're buying a drink for the customer and the customer is giving a better tip because they're getting free, uh, free drinks. Or they are simply selling the Budweiser, let's say, and then taking the cash and putting it in a tip jar and hitting no sale. So those are the obvious ones. There are ones that I've, we've uncovered that just, you know, who would ever think about it? You know, we had one customer calling up, wanted to, wanted to know why um, or how we could stop servers from using their cards multiple times in, in one evening. We're like, well, what are you talking about? They had a server who was, had a Discover card, and every time they got a cash check, they would close it out to their Discover card to get the points, to get the rewards. Really? Right, well, right, what the right. ser and the server thought, hey, I'm just doing a great thing. What difference does it make? Well, the difference it makes is that the restaurant is paying merchant services, you know, three and a half percent on every card he rings up. So if he does a hundred dollars in his own credit card, that just costs him three dollars and fifty cents times ten checks. It costs him thirty-five dollars in one day. That the server thought was, uh, you know, he was just getting his points. He didn't realize it impacted the restaurant. That's a funny one, yeah. That's something that you wouldn't, that you definitely wouldn't think of uh, for sure. And uh, the one that I, the one that always gets me the most because it's invisible, right, is that trick of bringing bringing your own bottle of vodka and, and making drinks from that thing. It doesn't throw off the inventory. It doesn't throw off the till because it's kind of invisible. Any other kind of ones that you've seen out there? You're like, oh man, that guy was smart. Well, I, I, I think with with, with yeah, with that ex example, Jamie, what you have is I see a lot of restaurateurs who are remote owners so they're not there in the business and the crafty general managers will figure out what the tolerance is for profit so if i'm making the numbers up but if 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 the owner is getting ten thousand a month profit he's happy and then the you know if if the potential is fifteen thousand a month profit the general manager knows well he can skim off five thousand and he's not going to hit the radar of the owner and um, that's why you need to be diligent and look at the management reports and what's going on so that you can maximize profit. Yeah, I think the story that you tell in the book talks about um, even I mean, folks that, first of all, didn't have POSs, and now they do, which which is good, and, and you probably know the percentage of restaurants that operate with them, but, but even folks that have them, there's some statistic of the functions, the percentage of functionality that they actually use. Talk about that for a second, because I know these systems can do a lot more in terms of tracking stuff, inventory, things, time, labor. What are people not doing that they should be doing? So you mentioned inventory. Inventory is probably the one thing that um, people who buy a point-of-sale system or buy a system with inventory tracking that's included, uh, they don't use it because it takes a regiment to put your recipes in there, 
count every week, hold everybody accountable. There's a regiment, there's labor that has to go into making sure that you're accounting for your inventory. Um, if a restaurant's profitable, they're happy. Okay? They don't realize they could pick up two to three, it, it may be five points on tracking the inventory more closely. Inventory, like I said, can walk out the door. Uh, inventory can uh, be eaten. It can be overportioned. It can spoil. There's a lot of things that go into inventory that affect your cost. Now, most restaurants will look at the end of the month. They'll talk to their accountant. They'll say, well, what was our food cost last month? Well, it was this, this, this was the percentage. Okay, we can live with that. Whereas if you're really tracking every item, you can fine-tune your profitability. We had a customer that was buying, I believe it was chicken parts, uh, chicken wings, and the vendor was giving them a 36-count package of wings. And they noticed that because they were using inventory, that their variance was going up. They were losing chicken wings. They didn't know how to do it. So they had digital surveillance. They looked at, you know, is anybody taking them or are we, we putting too many out in a portion? After a long, uh, exhausted uh, search, they figured out that the vendor was shorting them by four pieces per bag. They went to 32-piece bag, and the vendor never told them, but they figured it out because they had inventory control that they were getting shorted, and that was raising their food cost. Right, and, and, and what I really like about what you said earlier is small changes equal can equal two, three, five, five points percentages on your business. And uh, for a restaurant that is uh, struggling, which is, is a lot of us, a lot of them out there can can be because there's a lot of things happening in the industry. You know, two per two per two percent is a big deal. Three percent is a big deal. It's the difference between staying open and staying closed. You guys in your business over over years, I'm sure you've seen people come in. They've come out of the business, and you're there trying to help. But 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 if they don't help themselves with stuff like this inventory control, you know, they're shooting themselves in the foot because you're giving them the tools to do it. If if you've seen a lot of you've seen a lot of guys, you've seen a lot of people in the business. What are some of those characteristics? Of the successful operators that you that you think you kind of carry over from you know success story to success story, what do you, what do you think you'd say? Well, if you look at you know we deal a lot with uh, medium sized chains here in uh, in the state of Florida, and what they have is they pay attention to the detail. Okay, they are doing their inventory. Okay, so they know right away if their inventory cost food cost is going up because they're tracking everything. They have a handle on their labor management. Okay. They're not letting the overtime get out of control. They're managing it on a day-to-day basis. Uh, they're, they're using efficiencies that the performance sale provides and their own management skills to make sure that every nickel and dime of profit gets squeezed out of the restaurant. When they figure that out, they can open the second, third, and fourth restaurants. You see a lot of independents, they never get to that second restaurant because they can't figure out how to run the business. And if you have somebody, a good consultant or a good point-of-sale system, you learn how to use it, learn how to use your labor, learn how to use your inventory management, you have a better shot at succeeding. Yeah, that's right. We talk about system, systematizing the business, and you're right. You can't expand until you have those pieces in place. And even as an operator, even if you didn't want to open up two and three and four restaurants, you probably do want to take a vacation at some point or, or be able to walk away from the business or sell it. And to do those things, you have to have um, the systems in place that are running pretty much by themselves automatically so that things things happen like they should. You, you talked about labor. 
Uh, and I want to come back to that because you, you touch on it in the book, pieces about labor scheduling, uh, trying to avoid overtime, as you quickly mentioned, avoiding scams like buddy punching. What do you see POS systems doing effectively in, in the labor space? Well, the right point of sale system, which includes uh, time clock management and labor management, would have all the things you'd expect. So you can now have fingerprint readers on your point of sale terminals. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can't do a buddy punch if you have to put your fingerprint in there. Um, you have time clock enforcement, where if you put a schedule into the system, the time clock will enforce the schedule, so you can't come in and punch in a half hour, half an hour early and go have a cup of coffee and read the paper. I mean, it'll hold you to your schedule. It'll alert you to the fact that based upon your remaining schedule, you have several people who may be in an overtime situation with that alert. Now you can make changes to get them off the overtime and put people in there that are going to, you know, not go overtime. You can forecast labor. So you have Mother's Day coming up. You can look at what you did last year. You can forecast based upon sales, how many servers you're going to need, how many bartenders. You can start making analytical business decisions based upon real numbers. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. And we've see, seen stories of the exactly that 15 to 30 minutes of wasted time. The employee's like, oh, I'm here. I'm just, you know, I might as well punch in. Meanwhile, the business is paying uh, for 30 extra minutes times, who knows, 20, 20 staff members, 30 staff members. It adds up to a big, to a big deal. Um, one of the, one of the things that I really don't see restaurants probably doing enough, or maybe, maybe they are, and, and you don't, you don't see it, but the video surveillance piece, where they're tying the um, transactions to uh, to the video, so, you know, see, uh, you you probably know the word for it, layer, layering the the content on there, and um, syncing that up to really identify what's going wrong. Any stories you can you can you can point to where that really pinpointed a problem real quick, and, and the owner was able to unfortunately probably fire somebody. But what do you think? Yeah, from a top level, first of all. Just from a liability standpoint to see what's going on, cameras, you know, you can dial in and, and not dial in, you have apps, you can look right on your phone and see what's happening in your business, you know. Sure. So, you know, here we are, it's closing time and uh, you're watching the bartenders pull a couple bottles out and they're having a party on your nickel, uh, right down to the transaction level with the interface of the digital surveillance with the point of sale pointed at the bar you can go back and see everything the bartender is doing and you can see what they're ringing up. So you can see two Budweiser's going across the bar and then you'll see on the screen no sale. Well, then you know there's a problem there. So you have it right down to the transaction with the screen overlay. Everything you're doing on the point of sale will show up on the video. So if you have a secret, a secret chopper goes in, I was there at 10 o'clock last night, this is what I saw, you go back to the camera, you pull up 10 o'clock, and you see exactly what the, you're confirming what the secret chopper said. So, you know, it's one of those things that the price has come down over the years. Uh, mm -hmm. I cannot see running a business without digital surveillance. For the liability aspect, if a customer trips and falls, if there's a, a criminal event, or keeping your employees honest. Once people know they're being monitored, the honesty factor probably goes up a, a huge a huge amount, and when we're not monitored, we all tend to goof off a little bit. <laughs> Human nature, right? The um, One of the other scams that everybody's nervous about is credit card stuff. Uh, I'm not saying it's happened in restaurants, but we've had to flip out credit cards from time to time because all of a sudden there's charges on there, and, and, and restaurants can be a target for that activity. So I know there's things like PCI compliance and hackers trying to do stuff to businesses. 
What do you guys do or what sort of recommendations do you help your clients with to, to be safe in this space? Well, you need to deal with a PCI-certified vendor who's putting your point-of-sale system in. And right now we're in a, an age where the EMV, uh, European MasterCard Visa, is out there. That's where you're dipping the card. You're sticking the card and inserting it. The card has a chip on it. Um, we're pretty much in the, I'd probably say, 70% range of everybody adopting that technology Um Small restaurateurs who do not adopt the technology are vulnerable to being hacked. If you're swiping a card through your system, the viruses are out there looking for this swipe and they're looking for a series of credit card numbers they can capture and then send them out to a third world uh, country to get processed. If you're using EMV, it's all encrypted and encoded. Nothing's really going through your system. It takes you out of scope and, and it protects you if you have the EMV processing now. Okay, got it. So um, big deal, right, to pay attention to because have you seen anybody get hurt uh, in, in that space? Uh, I know I see stories from time to time of, of somebody getting caught with their caught with their pants down, but um, any, any, any lessons you'd share? I mean, if you're, so you, you mentioned that smaller guy. Should he just get on that right, right, right away because if he, if he misses that one, it could really shut him down? Right, so because, you know, my company, we're, we're certified – we only put in systems that are compliant and, you know, they have the EMV readers, so you can't get hacked anymore. So I think we're kind of on the tail end of that, uh, not saying it couldn't happen, but it's we find it typically with uh, smaller restaurants who don't want to invest in the upgrade and they're rolling the dice where they don't have the EMV readers, which are totally encrypted, they're leaving themselves vulnerable. So it's like anything, you know, you go into Walgreens or Publix, you see there, you know, you're dipping your card in there. The tier one stores, uh, restaurants, and retail chains have already, they've already done this. You can't go into Publix and swipe your card. You have to insert it. It's the smaller merchants that there is an investment that the credit card companies require this. If you don't make the investment and you're still swiping cards, first of all, check your statements from the merchant services because they will start dinging you if you're not EMV compliant. So they know you're vulnerable, but it's always on the merchant. If they get hacked, it's on them uh, that they'll have to pay the fines and the forensic audit. So if you're a small restaurateur, you really need to look at that investment and get EMV into your restaurant. Now, uh, the products that we sell, it's it's more affordable now. You can pay it over time. You can pay it through your credit card processing but you should not leave yourself vulnerable. Got it. Good. Thanks for that. Yeah, so for folks listening, uh, get on that if you are not um, 100% where you need to be. Absolutely. Hey, one, one of the last sections of your book talks about uh, newer newer systems, technology-oriented stuff like online ordering, delivery, reservation, wait lists, and how they can obviously tie into some of the stuff you do. But what are you seeing out there with all those apps and service providers contacting restaurants and looking to integrate technology what can, what should folks look for? Uh, what's working? Uh, what, what would you say about tips in that area? Yeah, well, you have to look at your business. Obviously, uh, you know, loyalty programs are very big right now. Um, Ten years ago, it was only the big chains that could afford to have a loyalty program. Now, the way they're priced, a independent uh, restaurateur can afford to have their own private loyalty program which would help them get customers back into the restaurant more often, reward them for their loyalty coming back. Um, you see a lot going on with uh, 
online ordering uh, with Uber Eats and uh, Chowley and all kinds of online ordering. Uh, most places are doing it uh, as a, as a sideline. Uh, and it's not integrated into a system. So what happens, they'll get an order either printed or will pop up on the display, and then they have to go re-enter the order into their point-of-sale system, whereas more sophisticated systems like we sell, you know, we, that could integrate right in so the order would come in, be part of your credit card batch, and also print the orders right in the kitchen directly from the online ordering apps. So it um, depends how busy you are. It's not a huge investment to have it totally integrated, but you need to have the right system to do that. And there are many systems that do it. There are also many that do not do it. Yeah, I mean, from the restaurant side, it's a weird landscape where I, I would almost hate to be an operator right now because there's 17 people knocking on your door saying, hey, sign up for our our online delivery service. It's a, a complicated landscape. But the, the corollary to that is there's some good money to be made in making yourself actively available on, on some of the platforms, uh, building the, the technology, doing it yourself, and definitely look for the situations that integrate it into your, your system so you don't have to do a lot of these extra, like I think you used the, the phrase side work, and you're doing it twice. So yeah, if you, if you are going to do these systems, look for ones that integrate well into your existing platform or look for platforms that, that work well because there's, you're, you're, you could be leaving 10, 20% uh, revenue opportunity on the floor that you can't afford to do because your competitors are starting to offer delivery online ordering and all these all these other things. So so definitely get on that as a trend. What else trend-wise is, 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 is going on in your space? Uh, is it cloud-based stuff? What else is kind of happening? What's coming down the pike? Well, a lot now is uh, the, the pay at the table so that, um, you know, pay and ordering at the table. So you can go to the table and enter the customer's order right in at the table and then when they're ready to go, you can tender their payment right at the table. So that saves a lot of steps. So traditionally, you're ready to go. You flag the server down. They walk over there, and they bring you the check. And then they leave. And then you have to give, hey, I got my credit card here. Then they come back and get the credit card. Then they go back to the point of sale. They they put your card in. They get the you know the credit card stuff. They bring it back to the table. Now you have to fill it in with the tip. And then now you're ready to leave. Whereas if you could come to the table and just say, okay, dip your card in here, and it shows them the check, and they can write on the screen, enter their tip amount, sign electronically, and they're done. So what you're seeing at the retail stores is now becoming available in restaurants where, you know, at the retail, you're right at the register, so it's very simple. In a restaurant, you're not going to have the customer get up and walk to uh, you know a retail stand right. to do this transaction. So now it's it's out there. We're deploying it where you can pay right at the table, and also while you're doing that, we're capturing a lot of information. You know who the customer is, when they came in. You can even put a survey on the tablet to see how they like their experience. So we're just rolling that out now. We're getting a lot of acceptance, and again, the prices come down. There's still an investment. But the prices come down, so even for a small restaurateur, they can have that technology in the restaurant. Well, I want to I want to come back to the capture in a second, but just I will echo this as just just as me being Jamie, a consumer in the restaurant, and we have three kids under under thirteen, 
And I'm telling you, when we want to go, when we need to go, we want to go. Like we, that, just just last weekend, I swear to God, we wasted 20 minutes for that whole exchange you're talking about. Server, wait for the check, bring the check, blah blah blah. And like the kids were like fried. And so I, I love the idea of paying quickly. And 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 so restaurants out there, of course, I'm a, I'm a sample size of one, but I know a lot of people that are like me, and they do want to they want to pay and go uh, on their time. So so look at that. But you talk about uh, capturing info, and I really think this is important. Restaurants need to know who their clientele is build their own database, be able to do their own marketing. And it's interesting because this technology, even this process here, gives you the opportunity to integrate that in. Share a little bit more there about uh, that. Maybe it's you're capturing emails or, or things like that. What are you trying to capture? How then could the restaurant use it? How is the survey integrated? What sort of data is useful there? Because I think that's a kind of an interesting opportunity. Yeah, there are, <clears throat> there are many loyalty programs out there that are interfaced with point-of-sale systems. So you really need to figure out what do you want for your restaurant. The more sophisticated, <clears throat> excuse me, the more sophisticated the loyalty program, the more customer service you have to provide. Uh, it's like anything. So if a customer goes in a restaurant and you're giving so many points for this appetizer, or or if you come on a certain day, you get double points. The more sophisticated your loyalty program, the more customer service you may have to provide. Because if a, a, a restaurant a client thinks that they were shorted on points, they will they need to call somebody and say, Hey, look, I don't believe I got my my proper credit here. Someone has to handle that. Which the larger chains have that capability. A smaller restaurant needs to keep their loyalty program very basic. So it's a very simple. You come in and you spend X amount of dollars, you get X amount of points. You spend ten dollars, you get ten points. You spend a hundred dollars, you get a hundred points. And now those points would most of the time relate back to a discount or something off your next check. That's the most basic. If you keep it basic for a small restaurateur, what you're going to get is you'll have a database that knows how many times Mr. Johnson came in that month. So typically it comes in twice a month, which is good. How do you get Mr. Johnson in that extra night? How can you entice them? So if you have his information, you can send him a coupon. You can send him an alert saying, hey, you know, Tuesday night we're going to have, uh, you know, 50 percent off chicken wings. Whatever your deal is, you want to try to get your client base in more than once or twice a month. This is the tool that you'll have to keep stay in contact with them, so you can let them know about specials or way to get them back in the restaurant. So if Mr. Johnson always comes in twice a month on Saturday, wouldn't it be great if Mr. Johnson came in on Tuesday night? Well, how do I get him in there? And you can design campaigns directed specifically at your client base um, to get them back in. Yeah, we have an article on our site tomorrow. I wish I had it up right now, but it talks about the profit power of one more additional visit per month. So you take Mr. Johnson there, and if you if you bump him from two to three visits per, per month, um, it's a huge difference in your bottom line. I mean, of course, you do that across your, your, your spectrum of clients. Uh, and it, it makes a big difference, and so uh, you can't do that if you don't have the data. And certainly, bringing him in on Tuesday would make would make a big deal. So, so let's give one more kind of um, uh, shout shout out to the book, um, uh, where they could get that book, where you guys are online, uh, how to contact you folks, or get in touch with your reps for folks looking for information. Give them uh, give them a recap, Don. All right. So the book is Restaurant Tour: Protect Your Profits. It's um, available on Amazon.com. Our company is Pinnacle Hospitality Systems. Our website is www.pinnaclehs.com. And our 800 number is 800-771-7100. We cover all of Florida, Alabama, Ohio, and western Pennsylvania. 
Pennsylvania. Awesome. There you go. Yeah, I love uh, I love the folks at Amazon. You can get everything there, including now Don's book. So thank you, sir, for being so much with me. We, I, I love talking about the technology piece. It's it's a way for restaurants to get money back that that they, they they could be leaving on the table by using some of the systems you guys in place. So I really uh, appreciate you taking some time and talk about what you guys do. Thank you, Jamie. Awesome. All right, folks. Hey, listen, it's been it's been Jamie Oikel from RunningRestaurants.com along with Don Potter, president of Pinnacle Hospitality Systems. If you're looking for those guys, go to PinnacleHS.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you soon. Bye-bye.